0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of Bricktownbuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. Email the show, at gmail.com. Call in the show for 05362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder losing to the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to dive into the NBA setting the NBA draft day. And we finally have the details on the Moses Brown contract. But Let's start with the NBA. So it came out on Monday afternoon that the NBA announces the NBA draft details. And obviously, this is a big deal for the Thunder. So the NBA draft combine will be the 21st through the 27th, and it will be televised on ESPN. The NBA Draft Lottery will be June 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Obviously, it's also going to be broadcasted on ESPN, as is the Combine. The draft night itself will be a week after the playoffs, as it typically is, on July 29th. This is all, of course, subject to change with COVID or anything else, but that's the plan as of now that that the NBA PR sent to us, and it got out there yesterday afternoon. And of course, so much is on the line for this Thunder franchise with this news. We knew it was going to come, we just didn't know when. And June 22nd, we find out how to value this season. And there's still a lot to take away from this season, right? You still have SGA turning into this all-star caliber, borderline, just straight-out star caliber guard. That's a great thing to learn from this year, and it's going to get even better with year four whenever he's finally given that consistency and that stability that he really needs. That's an amazing thing to take away from this season. You also found out this year that you have a heck of a coach. You you have the best coach that you've ever had in your franchise's history in Mark Dagnon. That's number two that you found out this year. But beyond that, the way that we will quantify this season beyond those two things is what happens with the ping pong balls on June 22nd. Now, the Thunder... Will be in position to still have a lot of flexibility moving forward for the future because of their draft capital. But on June 22nd at 8:30 Central Time, we could either be on this podcast right now, coming off of the live show that we're going to do for Locked On NBA. Me and Jackson Gatlin of Locked On Rockets and and others will join us on the NBA Draft Live Lottery Special, which is way down the line. Obviously, we can either come off of that, and either way, one both of Jackson and I will be crying. We'll just be crying for different reasons. You can either come out of that an hour after 7.30, and the Thunder could be on the brink and inside of the infancy stages of a dynasty if their pick leaps to one and Houston's falls to five. They could be on the brink of running it all back and pairing SG with Kate Cunningham and getting immediate success and immediately getting that core nucleus of a championship team a foundation that rivals what Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden were. You could immediately have that gratification at 8.30 p.m. on June 22nd this year. You could also find yourself in a spot where you're left with only pick eight and wherever the Miami pick ends up. Those two things can realistically happen. I still think that you could, that you should watch this year, and there's a lot of storylines to dive into, which we're going to get into today about this Dallas game. And obviously, I want to keep listening to Lockdown Thunder and keep being invested in this team. It's how I get paid. But this season will really be defined by June 22nd. You're still going to get a good player at eight if you get if you get the draft pick number eight, and Sam Pressy's still a magician, and this organization is still in a good spot. But your franchise transcends if a literal ping pong balls bounce your way. We're quantifying this season and we're shaping the future of many organizations by how ping pong balls bounce at bingo night. It's insane that the dichotomy of this franchise rests on ping pong balls. And just think about what it would feel like and be like if you do hit the jackpot. If you do get the right ping-pong balls drawn out of this little turn-style thing, and all of a sudden the Thunder have pick one and five, and you pair SGA with a ready-made star in Cade Cunningham and whoever you end up with at five in a draft class that has five transcendent talents. So you get two transcendent talents plus you already have SGA, and then you have whatever Poku turns into whatever Tail Maldon turns into, whatever Darius Baisley turns into, and an all-defensive player in Dort that can also now all of a sudden shoot threes at an average level, which is amazing for his game. You immediately go from this team that everyone wants to tank and to lose to a team that is now knocking on the door of championship relevancy and is trying to get started with the ebbs and flows of of postseason success and failure. You launch yourself back to that 2009 team. It's like you found a time machine. And we're going to dive into exactly what lottery night means on tomorrow's show. But that's the information for the draft and the draft lottery. The Moses Brown contract was leaked uh, by ESPN's Royce Young. And everyone knew what it would be like. I'm not special for calling this or anything. This is a four-year deal worth $6.8 million. And each year past next season is a non-guaranteed contract. And in the fourth year, it's a team option where the Thunder can just decline it and move on about their day. So the Thunder really have only guaranteed that Moses Brown gets an additional year in the NBA. Now that year will come without the concerns of being on a two-way contract. And it alleviates a lot of stress for Moses Brown. And if he continues to play well and continues to play to high clip, then he will fulfill these four years and he'll make $6.8 million. Again, this move is is only about Moses Brown the person, not the basketball player. This move does not solidify what the Thunder feel about him as a basketball player. It does not solidify his role in this organization as a basketball player. He'll have to do that on the floor for years to come, just as Deontay Burton had to, just as Lou Dort had to, and you saw that those two players took tremendously different routes to get to where they are today. So Moses Brown could still go the Deontay Burton route where he's no longer on this organization after a year of his contract but for him he at least as a person gets that security of one more year and becomes a millionaire in the process this is a great thing for Moses Brown who again has never had has never had security in his nba career and his basketball career period because you go from a five-star in high school, you sign with a college, you don't have financial security. If you get hurt in college, you're just kind of done and you just kind of lose out on what could have been ahead of you or if anything else bad happens to you in college, you lose out in that future. And then he goes undrafted. That's no security. He gets a two-way contract in Portland and that opportunity does not come through where he does not get converted to a full-time deal. He gets a second two-way contract, which already is, is seemingly a strike against you, but this Thunder team has worked with him and has been able to turn him into a really good NBA player and has now given him that, that full-time NBA deal to where he has a personal, Person has changed his life and gotten that security. But as a team and an organization, it does not mean much as you see with the Thunder having an out in this contract every single year past next year. I could not be more happy for Moses Brown. He's a genuinely good guy from all of our interactions with him in the media uh, and also from the accounts of his teammates and his coaches. He seems like a really great guy and I'm so happy for him the individual, which is all that really matters in this contract detail. This has no bearing or or harmful uh, spin on the future of this organization. Brady Trantham told me this year at the Thunder game that when I say organization, I sound like I'm a northerner, which is particularly odd for me. And so ever since he said that, it stuck with me of how I say the word organization. But this is incredible for Moses Brown, the person. Also, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week at 11 a.m. Central Time to talk Thunder basketball, the NBA, or whatever else by downloading the iOS app and adding me on the iOS app, Locker Room, Rylan underscore Styles, just like Twitter, R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So let's get into this Dallas Mavericks game when we start the way we always do with the game overview. In this game, SGA was out. Lou Dort was out with concussion protocol. Thierry Spaisley was out with that, of course, shoulder injury. Mike Muscala was out with an ankle injury. Al Horford, of course, is shut down for the rest of the year. And the Mavericks were fully healthy. Sands, JJ Redick, and Tyrell Terry and Willie Cully Stein. We did get a bit of an update from Mark Dagnott on SGA. And in this game, SGA was putting up shots pregame, and they were asked. he was asked about that, and he says that he's on a return-to-play program, and that right now, Shea's like an addict. He just cannot keep him off the floor, and so that's kind of like his recess was to go out there and be able to take shots, but it's not a part of his actual return-to-play program, and that there is no timetable yet for his return is all that we got from him whenever asked about if Shea will return this year. And I think that that's just the fact of the matter, that there's no timeline for an injury like this. It seems like this injury has a lot to do with inflammation to where just one day you can wake up and it really, really sucks for you. And the next day you might feel pretty good and you just never know when the good will come with the bad and you never want to kind of put that on the violent movements that it takes to play basketball and cut back and forth and things like that. If you're not ready and you know for 100% fact, you're ready. I think that if it was you or I walking around, we'd be pretty fine. Cause we don't really do anything uh, that active. So to say, we're not playing NBA basketball and, and cutting and, and moving our foots. So the same way that SGA is. So I think that for him, it's a bit different than the average person. And he probably hurts himself to a further extent than the ad- average person does with plantar fasciitis. And, I'd be stunned if we see him again this year, just because you don't want to take a foot injury and make it worse. I mean, foot injuries are and knee injuries are two things you never want to mess with, with an athlete in any sport in general, but especially not an athlete that plays point guard for an NBA team. And is supposed to be the future of your franchise. So I, I would be stunned if we see SGA, but there's still a chance he's on that return to play program. And if anyone wants to play, it's going to be SGA SGA does not want to be sitting out right now. He is one of those guys that just loves playing this game and loves playing basketball at any cost. And, you're going to have to try to keep him off the floor. Like, like Mark said, he's an addict to the game of basketball. Coming up, we're going to talk about Alexei Pokoshevsky, Isaiah Shvi, and everyone else in this game. But first, I want to tell you about good friends over at Locker Room. Listen, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social media audio-only platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you are in, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms on Locker Room for the Locked on Thunder podcast every single week on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on Locked on Thunder throughout our locker room conversations. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room this week on Thursday at 11 a.m. Central time. So go download the free locker room app right now available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the NBA Thunder group the latest league updates. Follow me at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S to be notified every single time that I go live in my room. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Thursday at 11 a.m. Central. I cannot wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Thunder. See you there. Locker room is changing the way we talk about sports.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We are back on Locked On Thunder. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app, wherever else you get podcasts from, to tune in to that great conversation and keep up to date on all the sport news you will ever need. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I want to dive into this game against the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, not the desired result for the Thunder. You lose by over 20 points, and it's actually, you know, it's about perspective of if this is their desired result for the Thunder, uh, but... The Thunder do lose, and they lose big to the Dallas Mavericks. And in this game, the Mavericks were fully healthy, and the Thunder were not. And so obviously, whenever KP and Luka are going to play, and KP can go up against Moses Brown and Isaiah Roby, he's going to go for 20 points and 9 rebounds and 5 assists. And Luka's going to go for 25 points and 7 assists and 3 rebounds. That's going to happen. I thought that Kenny Hustle did pretty well on Luka Doncic, and honestly, I thought that Svi Makai Luke did pretty well on Luka Doncic, because I watched Svi's entire college career every single second of his college career, and I never saw him play that kind of defense the way that he did on Luka, and Luka's just a magician. He's just better than you. He's just one of the best in this sport right now and going to be one of the best of all time. So that's just Luka for you. I thought that the defense on Luka was particularly good. He's just better, and Svi had a really good night, but the story is, for this game starts with Alexei Pogoshevsky. It starts right there. And you are seeing the game in real time slow down for him. You're seeing the difference in his game throughout this entire process. And, and, and where he was going back to the start of the year versus where he is now, it's remarkable that he's been able to change that fast that quickly. And whenever you put it into context, it like gets even more so. This is not a normal year where you're going to get from October till March and go all throughout April. You know You're not going to get all that this year. You got like, what, 10, 12 G League games? That's it? And Poku comes over from a new country, has no summer league, has no preseason to speak of, condensed preseason. They hardly get to practice in this condensed scheduling. The aforementioned lack of G League games, if Poku made the same mistakes today he was making in game one, nobody should fault him for that, and nobody would fault him for that. Because there has not been this immense opportunity outside the G league bubble to truly grow. And the way that he's accelerated his process and accelerated his, his growth and development has been encouraging to watch because he's about to get a pseudo full off season. I mean, if you do not expect the thunder to make the playoffs this year, which I don't think that anyone does at this point, if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's done on May 16th. And you would imagine that the league won't start back up until November to try to get back on that normal timeline, but still not rush too much. You'd imagine that the offseason goes from July to November. If we're having the combine, I think that we're at least going to have some version of summer league. I think that that's safe to say, maybe it's no media, no fans, but some version of summer league, you will have him in this environment to be able to train and to be able to be hands-on with him, with your NBA staff. And this off season will be so great for him. And we might see as a year two leap, and especially a year three leap with how fast he's adapting to the game and how fast the game is slowing down for him. It's just been impressive to watch him change because honestly, if he was the exact same person today that he was in December, I wouldn't fault him one bit because of all those factors working against him. And now things are going to start working for him as we get back to a stage of normalcy. And in this game, he does all the things. Like he gives you 21 points on good efficiency, 47% from the floor, from beyond the arc. He gives you six rebounds and two assists, and he only has has two turnovers. He did the things, right? Like like he was shooting and and making off-balance threes on the move. He was knocking down those shots. He was driving and and having a step through against Maxi Kleba, who's one of the best post defenders out there, an elite interior defender who Mavericks fans say are Zion stopper, is a Zion stopper, or as close to as you can get. Uh, that was the near to the run Maxi. And Poku, the youngest player in the NBA who's never played above YMCA competition at, at the overseas level, is now getting step throughs over Maxi and through Maxi. He, he has the tools, he has the ability, the raw ability, and it's about crafting that and molding that into an, a. a quality player and putting it all together and if he's already showing flashes of it slowing down for him and getting his pace right like mark says and and he's saying that he's learning how to take his time shooting the ball and learning new things learning hey you know what i'm a seven footer this is what poker said for the game i'm a seven footer Like KP, I don't have to rush my shot. I'm not a 6'3 guy. I'm not a six-foot guy who's going to get blocked if I don't rush. I can take my time because a lot of these guys cannot guard me in the sense that they cannot put their hand up and block my shot or anything like that. If I don't rush, I can shoot over the top of them. And he's learning that slowly but surely to enhance his game. And Poku right now is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what kind of game you're going to get from him. You just never know what he'll turn into night in and night out. And the Thunder fans are in a great spot because we only have to look at the good. If he's a, if he has a bad night on Wednesday, who cares? Because of all those other qualifying factors. But on good nights like this, you are allowed to have your mind wander into the great beyond of okay. Well, if Alexei Bobrovskiy can do this and do that, could he be Kevin Durant light? Could he be Christoph Porzingis light? Could he be better than KP? Like you, you allow yourself to think through all these different scenarios whenever he's good and when he's bad you can just sit there and say, ah, oh, there's all these other qualifiers for why he's bad. So we're in a great spot right now with Poku, and we will not know what Poku can be for another three or four years. But to me, t- nights like tonight solidify that there's something in there. And as long as there's something in there, I have full belief and faith in one of the best developmental staffs in the NBA that resides in Oklahoma City to pull it out of there, to 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 get out whatever is inside of Poku that can become a quality NBA player. And his future is so bright, it is going to be fun watching whatever he turns into. In this game, Isaiah Roby was fun. Of course, he got dunked on by KP. But still, other than that, he was really fun on the fast break, especially. And he goes for 12 points, has a couple nice dunks. A Euro dunk around the defender was really nice. Nine rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. He was all over the place in this game. He had a really nice game. And I think that he kind of gets lost in the shuffle at times because we've kind of already locked him in in our brains, right? Like, okay, it's Roby Island. It's it's Isaiah Roby's time and he's going to be a part of this future a bit and he's going to get his opportunities moving forward. But don't get lost, especially on nights like tonight where you're seeing the team that gave up on him to sign Willie Kelly Stein. You know, he is a really good NBA player and will be a good contributor moving forward. And tonight showed that he has those kind of tools to be that NBA contributor. And he's starting to be more aggressive and being more confident in himself. You saw him take a deep three in this game that two months ago, he doesn't take at all. And I know the shot didn't go down, but still, it's about the process more so than the results in a season like this for Oklahoma City. And the process of getting him comfortable shooting from anywhere on the floor for a guy who I think can be a decent three-point shooter is part of the battle here. It's half the battle of getting him to that good quality NBA shooter and quality NBA player. Coming up, we'll talk about Moses Brown and Tail Maldon, and his female Luke, and also hand out the MVP award, hand out the bet of the game, and see where we landed on that. Also, the money ball, and get you started for this week on what's ahead on Locked on Thunder. But first, I want to tell you about good friends over at betonline.ag. That's right. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA... College basketball and NHL are in full swing, and baseball is ramping up right now. On Thursday, it's opening day. Bet Online even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds and props for almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account. And whenever you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sport book experts, betonline.ag, promo code LOCKED ON to receive that 50% welcome bonus. Now it's time for our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your next order. The question becomes now, as it's March Madness and we fill out all these brackets and have all these brackets. What's the very best tasting built bar? That's what we're trying to decide right now at builtbar.com and at bar underscore built on Twitter. So go to builtbar.com and vote on your favorite uh, built bar. And what is a built bar? It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It has low sugar. Low calories, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Today's matchup is between cookies and cream and cookie dough chunk. This is a tough one for me. It's a really, really tough one for me, but I have to go with cookies and cream. And this is where the rubber meets the road for cookies and cream. If they can get past this round, I think they can win the whole thing. So go stuff the ballot boxes for cookies and cream at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. You want to get involved with Built Bar. They are truly incredible. What also is incredible is the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Get more analysis of the top prospects that you need in this year's draft on the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts subscribe to locked on nba draft wherever you get your podcasts from including the radio.com app so right now let's continue diving into this mavericks game tony bradley made his debut and mark said it best all the good things were great for him all the bad things were on the thunder because tony bradley did not get that onboarding process just yet he has not had the practice he has not gotten the terminology has not gotten the playbook so like what what can you realistically expect from him in this game there was a, a moment in this game where he got a rebound and was motioning for a guard, I believe, Ty Jerome, to come get the ball. And he didn't realize that, like, no, the Thunder don't do that here. Like, just pass it to whoever's near you and let's go. Let's just run off the floor. Kenny Hustle was there waiting for it. Let's just go. And, like, he didn't really understand the game plan it seemed for the Thunder, which is to be expected for a guy that just got traded and just joined the team a couple of days ago and has not even practiced with him yet. So I can't say too much on Tony Bradley. He looked solid. He looked really good. Uh, you know, he, he did some nice things, but... We'll see as the as the season progresses what Tony Bradley can be. Josh Hall got 10 points in this one. Uh, he was really nice and did some things where he was driving nice to the basket and was kind of fearless at the rim and drew some nice fouls, but he still looks like you would expect a 19, 20-year-old on a two-way contract who skipped college to look, so I don't really take much from that either. Moses Brown missed the double-double, did not even get 10 rebounds, did not have the most productive night from a counting stats standpoint. He's not going to do this 2020 every single game. Uh, this was just kind of a, a weird night for him, although we did get a nice moment of Moses Brown against Pobon, which was pretty cool. And then one more thing before we get into the big thing, which is the MVP of the game. One more thing is Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson was incredibly hyped up in this game and was, and was applauding his teammates and was really engaged with this game. And this seems really elementary, right? And it seems like, oh, well, of course he was. That's his job. He's getting paid millions of dollars. It's not that easy to do what Justin Jackson's doing. Justin Jackson is on his third team, and this team, like the other two, has told him, we're not going to play you, we don't want you, you're not a part of the future plans, and Justin Jackson will will be a free agent after this year with no expectation of him being back in Oklahoma City. And yet, he's still giving his all to support his teammates right now. And I know, I know he's getting paid millions of dollars. But if you kept me on my current salary right now and David Locke goes and, and finds somebody else to host Locked On Thunder, a younger, cooler version of me, right? And he puts that guy or, or girl in my chair and expects me to still get paid. I'm, I'm, he's still going to pay me, but I can no longer do what I love to do, which is podcasting. Even though I'm getting paid for it, I can no longer do what I what I love to do and I'm going to be replaced and off the books in a year, I'm not going to be this kind of upbeat, helpful person that I would be otherwise. Sure, he's getting paid to still, you know, millions of dollars to still play basketball, but he's not getting to play basketball. He's not getting to do the thing that he loves to do so much to where it really sucks to to see that, hey, look, there. my future is certainly unclear in general. Will Justin Jackson get another NBA job from here? I think that, he'll, that someone will give him a deal and someone will, will sign him to the end of the bench role but it has to be scary or frightening. Imagine if your job in marketing told you that, hey, you know what? In two months, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna renew your contract. We don't really care what you do from now until two months, so do whatever you wanna do, and hopefully you can find other job somewhere else. Sure, there's other marketing firms out there that might pay for you to do your job, but in the interim, are you gonna use these two months to be a very supportive coworker and help on all these different strategies and designs in marketing? Probably not. Like, it does deserve some credit here for what Justin Jackson's doing. Staying so engaged and so involved, because if Justin Jackson, on the other hand, was just showing up every night and sitting on the bench and not doing anything, nobody would begrudge him for doing that either. And the fact he's taking the alternative route, to me, is really important, and it shows kind of the culture that has been cultivated in Oklahoma City. Now it's time for the MVP of the game. Right now, you're the real MVP. MVP! MVP! MVP. So let's talk now about the MVP of the game, which of course is Fima Kyluk, who was really, really good in this game. We talked about his defense earlier, but his offense stole the show. 16 points off the bench. He goes two for three from beyond the arc, seven of ten from the floor. He does not get to the line this game, but he does get three rebounds and one assist. And he showed that he can handle the ball a bit more than I thought he was going to be able to. Of course, the percentages are skyrocketing. I said that the day he got traded for as percentages were gonna go through the roof and this new and better offense for his style. And I think that Svee's making a very good case to have and will have one of these future roster spots because there will be a roster crunch, but you're also gonna lose Darius Miller off the books and Mike Muscala off the books and Justin Jackson off the books. And that opens up three spots right there to where it allows these other fringe players to survive another year. And I think that Sphi has the talent and has the skill set that you look for in a player whenever you're, whenever you're scouring for that long-term, that long-term type of guy. And the thing with Sphi is that he's, like an ex, he's an expiring deal to where you're going to have to give him the qualifying offer and see where you land on an extension with Sphi. I think that they're going to extend him, but we'll see what that extension looks like for his future. But on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the draft lottery and what that means for the Thunder and its future. We're also going to dive into Stockwatch and power rankings of the week and so much more. So tune in for that. It's Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.